0: We are broadcasting raw live from my ass boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass <laughs> <laughs> That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. ass Here comes the biggest
1: ass The
0: big man is back Jim Raw. 350 pounds Say hello to my ass. ass Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth My ass, ass. 30 men will enter my ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass.
1: I totally agree with you, JR.
0: Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this.
2: I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? welcome back to the deep six wrestling podcast it's wednesday you know what that means we're back with our AEW dynamite weekly coverage and this was the first episode of dynamite with fans back in attendance which is notable obviously because coronavirus uh we'll get to that later but uh just introductions i'm pat i am your deep six wrestling
1: champion, the glorious robbie rotten, and of course i'm I'm no longer uh possessed by the a t and t team and it's, that's gone don't worry that's true that. that is true uh wait, yeah, we're good
2: uh and I'm Joey yes, and so while we are doing a w dynamite typically well i mean I say typically, but for the past couple of weeks I feel like we haven't done news at the start of these dynamite episodes um so uh, we're not doing news per se, but we're doing the, the top 25 for the PWI 500 just came out today. So we're just going to talk about, we're going to go down the list and we're going to talk about it. Uh, so the first, so I'll just give the list or No, we'll, we'll just go one by one. So uh, 25 is uh, the NXT UK champion, Walter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so it is worth noting that the, the criteria for this is, I don't remember the exact date for it. It's oh I have it July first twenty nineteen to June thirtieth twenty twenty. So that that is the criteria for like when your stuff counts. It's last July to this June.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Um, so when we talk about people who might be deserving or not deserving, keep in mind that's the time frame we're looking mm-hmm. at. Walter, uh, last last August is when he had that big match with uh, Tyler Bate. Um. Right? yeah i'd say
1: for the first six months he's definitely i think he could slip in the top 25
2: yeah i'd put walter there yeah. the only thing that really harms walter is that nxt uk hasn't been on for months yeah i know but that's yeah. what i'm saying he'd be he i would i could argue him being higher but
1: he could slip on in the top 25 for me yeah
2: okay uh the next one is 24 i I don't think any of us can say he should or shouldn't be here because we've. I don't think any of us have seen him wrestle Kento Miyahara from All Japan. Oh, never heard of him. We're just gonna move past that because again, we haven't seen him, so don't want to say he doesn't deserve it, but don't want to say he does. Number uh, 23, Alistair Black is an interesting one.
1: Uh, I know. I I think Ryan
2: said he didn't deserve it. I don't know about that. I don't. I he literally. I can't. so I can't can't justify what he did. Out of (laughs) everybody on this list, I can't justify Alistair Black being here just because when I think back and keep in mind, I watched this whole time frame I was watching WWE for the most part. So I can I can I can talk about this from from my standpoint. Alistair last year debuted on Main Roster, him and Ricochet debuted as like a tag team for like mania season. And then uh, they stopped tagging. Alistair started doing, like, the room gimmick where he was, like, in the room asking for people to come and knock and find him. And we didn't get an Alistair Black match until, like, after Mania. I don't think he wrestled until... It was uh, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's when he faced Cesaro, and that was, like, a fantastic match. And then I think he... I don't remember him doing anything for SummerSlam, and if he did, I don't think it was anything major, right? No, he didn't. Yeah, he kind of just disappeared. Um, And then the next big thing he did, as far as I remember, is he started feuding with Murphy towards the end of 2019. uh, And they had a series of matches that people all considered pretty good. And then after that happened, he started feuding with Eric Rowan. They had a couple matches. And then WrestleMania this year, he faced Bobby Lashley in a match that was added without them ever interacting on TV. Uh and then he was in Money in the Bank. He got thrown off of the roof with Rey Mysterio. Uh, and then he had this thing with Seth where Seth took his eye or well, Seth didn't take his eye out, he just poked his like or Murphy or Seth put his like eye on the stairs. And that took him out for a while. And now he's back. But this is him coming back is kind of like out of the the criteria. So I can't really justify Black being here. Like, yeah, yeah he's a special now that, superstar. Now that we've broken it down. I would probably replace him with like
1: I don't know, Ray Mysterio or something, if we're talking yeah. WWE. If you're
2: replacing him with somebody from WWE, I think Ray's the one that's shocking to me that he's not here. It's yeah, I would say Ray would
1: be a good pick. With
2: how prominent Rey was from last year until now, I think he definitely makes more sense than now. So I think you yeah, I I wanna... can still put Alistair on the 500, yeah. but not the top 25. Within
1: WWE, I'd say Ray Mysterio, definitely.
0: Yeah, I just want to point out that um, the criteria also, uh, let me run it down for everyone. Um, I know so, what has to
1: do with win-loss record. Yeah, yeah. So how
0: they judge is win-loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition and activity. Oh, so okay. I, I'd say that Bowser Black doesn't fit many of those.
2: Yeah, he didn't really wrestle um, that much. I think that's one of my issues. Yeah, that's Relability, fair. Definitely. Yeah. So if we're and if we're, I feel like
1: he did pretty good against high competition, but at the same time, he didn't wrestle enough either. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and to be fair, like the people he did face, like not to this is gonna sound like I'm shitting on Cesaro and Buddy Murphy. I'm not. I love they both just guys. haven't been the highest tier. Exactly. They, you know, they
1: just you know great wrestlers, um, but they haven't been stars so yeah
2: i i agree i don't i don't think Alistair should be here if we're replacing him from with somebody from wwe i agree Rey mysterio would be my pick Mm uh number 22 mjf i'm very happy mjf made this list you Um, know i would argue that
1: hangman should replace mjf mjf is great but i feel like hangman has been more prominent especially since he is a champion Yes. MJF has not won a title.
2: So if we're if we're sticking with replacing, P- if, ideally, if I was replacing somebody, I'd replace Alistair with Hangman. But if we're sticking with like replacing company for company, and I have to replace somebody from AEW with Hangman, then yeah, MJF on here, I would be the one Cause everybody. I mean, MJF is great, sense. and
1: I think he's got a good chance of winning the world title. If uh, not soon, he will in the future.
2: Yeah, uh, the only thing that MJF really has is his streak. Um, yeah. That Hangman did not have, because Hangman has lost matches. But he
1: also did not wrestle for a decent period of time.
2: That's true. But we'll also get to somebody coming up short, or a couple people who come up kind of short. Yeah, yeah. A couple numbers who haven't wrestled a bunch. Fair. Uh, So, after MJF, number 20, right, uh, is Will Ospreay. Uh, It's 21. 21, sorry. Uh, 21 is Will Ospreay. Uh, Uh, I figured him or Shingo was going to be on this list. I don't really have
1: anything to say about it, because I just started watching, so that's yeah what, you know uh
2: Osprey was I Osprey was a, on a lot of people's list for wrestler of the year last year which makes sense uh but I, I thought it was going to be him or Shingo that made the list uh I so I'm glad one of them did they both deserve it uh both of them had outstanding 2019 so Will Osprey's number 21 mm-hmm. uh number 20 is MLW's Jacob Fatu who's related to the Usos and Roman Reigns uh he's having a very dominant run over there for those who watch MLW uh but we don't need to spend much time on that. Another
1: guy I've never heard of.
2: Yes. Uh, number but 19, whatever. Braun Strowman. I um, think it's fair. What was he doing last year? Uh, he he feuded with Lashley around. in the summer.
1: Yeah, he flew, think- feuded with Lashley, then he uh, did some other stuff where he was probably like, Rawr! But... <laughs> no he had a world title run so yeah and he's not super high like it's not like he's like in the top no yeah if he
2: was above some of these upcoming people I'd be a little yeah I'm okay with it (laughs) yeah I I guess it's fine Uh, yeah Uh, up next we have uh, former ROH world champion Roosh he also had a pretty dominant reign so makes sense Uh, and then I well, kind of uh, thought this was Leo Rush, but I guess no. Not. I don't know no, who this no. is. No, he's the founder of uh, LIJ. LIJ, yeah.
1: Oh, I thought Andrade was. Him,
2: him and Andrade are the two founders. Oh, oh okay. Um, so uh, after Rush, we have Kota Ibushi. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, makes sense. Koda deserves this. But again, he also didn't do, like, he never won a title or anything. And obviously that matters. And he came up short in some uh, some aspects over the past year. So him being this low kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, this is number 17 he's at.
2: Yeah. Uh, number 16 is Bray Wyatt.
1: I would 100% move him up to the top 10.
2: Yeah. My the person I said I would switch him with is uh, number
1: eight or no number nine. Is that who I said? Yes.
2: Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll get to that when we get there.
1: Yeah. And I agree uh, with you. That is who I would switch him with as well.
2: Yeah. Uh. So what's this number 15 now? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Nick Aldis, uh, NWA World's Champion.
1: Uh, I've never watched it, but uh, he's been the world
2: champ since that thing started, so I guess that's fair. Yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, number fourteen. This is another person who I understand why they're here because of who they are. Yeah, but I ag- I agree
1: with you. Uh, yeah, they really
2: have not done anything of note, pretty much. In- it's. It Roman is Reigns. Roman Reigns. The only thing he really did, like on, like in the in 2019, as far as I remember, that like in this criteria was his big win at Survivor Series for his team, where he had a really solid showing. Yeah. But like, aside from that, obviously he was scheduled to win the title from Goldberg at Mania, um, but that didn't happen, and he hasn't wrestled since. Uh, I don't know the last time he actually had a match, probably February or March. Yeah. Um, and just came back now, but again, that's that's not in criteria for this uh mm-hmm. so yeah i i would yeah. probably pull roman out of here to be honest I you yeah. can put him on the list because it rains but like he should not be in the top 25. I mean, he'll find some place in the top 500 yes of course yeah <laughs> but no he should not be in the top 25 there are other people who deserve that spot yeah um so after him kenny omega uh makes sense i'm actually okay with where omega's on yeah list. i said
1: that too i think this is right about fair He's been, it's not like he's had a bad year. He's had a really good year. It's just, he's not in the main title picture or anything. Exactly. And he's, uh, it's not like this is low. It's number, uh, what is it? Uh, 13? Yeah. Number 13. That's still pretty high.
2: Um. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, he obviously came up short in some big singles matches like against yeah. Moxley. Uh. And so I feel like this kind of makes sense that he he's here. Uh, yeah. He's obviously had a stellar year in 2020 with Hangman with the belts, which is why I'm a little upset that Paige isn't on this list. But yeah, oh well, that definitely one is uh, a little bit surprising. Yeah, I think it would have been great to see two people in a tag team on the list. Yeah, uh, that would have been really cool to see for tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Omega deserves to be on the list. Yeah. Uh, now, this next person is solely here because of how dominant they are.
1: I they, get it.
2: I do. I do. It's Brock Lesnar.
1: Yeah, I get it. I it's
2: don't Brock get Lesner. it. It's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it, you have to remember that the list is kayfabe. Like, yeah. It includes, I, like... know, yeah,
0: I know this is just all opinionated. It's not yeah. this is nothing like. But it's also serious. again,
2: it's it, it's also this isn't based on all match quality. It's it's like because a lot of Lesnar's like Lesnar and Kofi was a squash. Yeah. Lesnar versus Drew was a squash. The only thing that I who do you, did he fight at Survivor Series.
1: Yeah, Rey Mysterio.
2: Oh, yeah, him and Mysterio was at Survivor Series. Um, that
1: was probably the so, best match of this stretch. Well,
2: that and then the Maybe, Rumble. Appearance. No, the, Obviously, I'd say the Rumble yeah.
1: was the best match of the stretch. But, but, those those
2: are the, but yeah. That was a good match. And who did he fight at SummerSlam last year? Was that Seth again? Yeah. Oh, no, that was the best match of the stretch. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Um, yes. So, again, I, as long as Lesnar has a world title reign, I feel like he's always going to make these lists. Yeah, and he Just, belongs
1: on the top 25. Maybe not as high as this, I'm sure some people would argue, but I think it's all right. Yeah. He's not a um, top ten. I think it's fine. Yeah.
2: Uh after that, this one was the this one was probably one of the most surprising. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh I think that this is He had really, a good year, so. I think it's really weighted and boosted by his appearance at Survivor Series last year. Yeah, definitely. it was basically the coming out part of Keith Lee. Um, yeah. and ever since then it was pretty much a rise up. He won the North American belt, then he won the uh, NXT championship, became the first double NXT champion, um, and then vacated the belt and now has also lost the belt. But uh, that is not but, part of this time. Oh, yeah, that's true. That isn't part of the time. Um, but, yeah, so he had a big rise up uh, over the past year, especially yeah. since he's been signed with the company since, I want to say, like, 2018. Maybe 2017. I I don't don't even even remember him until, like, Survivor Series. Yeah, again, as somebody who actively watched, like, every episode of NXT, like, around the time Keith signed, he really did nothing. Like, I remember he was feuding, like, with Lars Sullivan when he was still in NXT. And, like, Keith kind of just jobbed out to Lars in, like, their big match, uh... It's very weird. It I mean, it's like,
1: understandable. They were pushing Lars.
2: No, but it was just weird because it was like right towards like the beginning of what it was like Keith's like first feud in NXT was like he faced against Lars and lost in a yeah. like very decisive fashion. Oh, that is but a little it, weird then. Yeah, but it is nice to see him what he's doing now. So, yeah. All right. Seems next, like a nice man. Yes. Is this our 10th pick? Yes. I don't have the this is number right 10. Me. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're helping me. And it is
1: the phenomenal AJ Styles. Not phenomenal. The Phenomenal. Oh my no it's God. the it's the it's the, the phenomenal
2: no it's the fun nominal yeah yeah super That's fun it's the yeah. phenomenal. The, uh,
1: the earth is flat so yeah it's
2: mr flat earth or aj styles uh i think this is fair yeah. yeah i don't have i don't have an issue with B yeah here. <laughs> absolutely not uh number nine uh this one this is, is who very, would switch. Is, yeah this no would okay so I, I no. Was, i was switching eight i was switching eight with no red. definitely
1: not i think eight belongs there <sighs> who's eight We'll get we'll there. Get,
2: we'll, we'll get there in a second. No,
1: this person definitely does not even.
2: I would. On the list, I would. I would switch one of these two with. But I also agree that as much as I love Kofi, Kofi's number yeah. nine. Kofi for the like again. If this list was he just had the title for a couple months of it, but I think he's too high. Like, yeah. Again, if this if their list made sense and it was from January to December. Yeah, K- Kofi should have number one. Like, or he, i don't know. If that uh, he'd be in the top five one. for last yeah. year. 100%. He should have been in top five because Kofi's last year, like the entire twenty nineteen. Yeah, from looking from January like, till October was absolutely fantastic. Metallic. It was a fantastic time to be Kofi Kingston. Yeah, absolutely, but. This doesn't take all that in. This takes place from July to June of this year. And you have to remember that during Kofi's actual world title run, he never main evented a show. And then he also lost the title in super decisive fashion in three seconds to Lesnar and then never got another big. He never got a shot at it again. Uh, he squared off with Lesnar briefly in the Rumble. Uh, I, him and Biggie won the tag titles again. But besides that, he didn't do anything special. Like, I can't... I I just don't... I can't put Kofi in the top 25. No. Def- and definitely not the top 10. Yeah. No. This is where I would have
1: put Wyatt, but apparently Pat and I don't agree like we assumed we did.
2: Yeah. Uh, again, if I'm not changing out number eight, who is Seth Rollins, I would change Kofi for Wyatt. Yeah. because Wyatt, My, my I definitely...
1: argument for Seth Rollins at number eight is he was champion for a few months during this. That is true. Uh, and that he was true. in the main... He's been consistently in you know top storylines throughout this so yeah he has he has
2: been pretty much the top well for part of the very beginning of this he was the top face on raw and then the rest of this he was the top heel on raw yeah so he has been the top guy on raw for this he's not top five so it's not like but i no, that's true if he was top five i'd be a a bit more absolutely that would be understandable Um, but, yeah, so I, I can keep Seth here. I would, yeah, but switching Kofi and Bray and then probably moving Kofi out for, like, Hangman Page, I think, is my move. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, but, yeah, so Seth's number eight. Uh, Joey, do you have anything you want to add on Seth being number eight? Or, or uh,
0: That's fine. I don't okay. see a big deal with that. That's
2: fine. Uh, number seven. I'm surprised is...
1: he's as low as he is, but it's Cody.
2: Yeah, number seven is Cody. Uh, to be fair, though, looking at the rest of these, this is a pretty, uh, yeah. this is a pretty tight yeah. one up here coming up. Uh, but Cody takes number seven, uh, and this is – this is, it's a very weird situation where, like – You know what? I
1: guess he lost a couple of big matches,
2: so yes. it's understandable. So this has to be, like, the first time in a while that, like, the ma- I feel like the majority of, like, the top five are not WWE people. Obviously, we're not in the top five yet, but I'm just looking at this. Though those.
1: five of the top
2: ten are WWE. That is true. Um, but uh, up next, we have number six. Okada makes yep. sense. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> don't have to say anything. Yeah. Number five, Naito mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, uh, number four, Drew McIntyre. This is this makes sense. Obviously, if this was taking just 2020 into account, McIntyre, I think, would have a much better claim to a top three spot.
1: Yeah, but you know,
2: I think it's weird because I think you could argue that uh,
1: the first half of Jericho on this list would beat the first half of McIntyre. But the first half of McIntyre would eclipse Jericho. So I think you could – I think they're interchangeable. You can swap them. Yeah, that's fair. He's I would point. personally put Jericho first – or I mean McIntyre first.
2: But Jericho has been fantastic. So I'm yeah. not mad about it. Um, And so number three is Chris Jericho, obviously. Yeah, sure. And then our number two is Adam yeah. Cole. The well, last term. year's. Win. Yeah. Last year's number one is our number two this year. That's a yep. good run for Cole. And he is the longest training NXT champion officially and could win the title again next week. So Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, well deserved. Yep. And our number one is John Moxley, which completes the trifecta of all three of the SHIELD having gotten the number one mm-hmm. spot before. Reigns gotten 2016. Yeah. Rollins. I think Rollins' gotten twice, and now Moxley's yeah. gotten it this year.
1: Has Moxley been pinned this year? Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty? No. I don't think or so. Or even this whole calendar year since it started. I don't well, believe so. Maybe he has uh, New he, Japan. Yeah, he actually. has been
2: pinned in New Japan. Toro Yano has pinned John Moxley. Um <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> but uh in AEW, no, I don't believe he yes. has. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I can't I'm I wouldn't argue with it. Wait, wasn't it a count out,
0: Pat? Um It was a hundred it was that clip you sent, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I think it was That's hundred percent a count out, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, either way, he did beat him, and I believe yeah. Moxley was pinned in the G1. I'm not 100% sure now, thinking back, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, he's Don't had
1: a, the run of his career in this last year, so it's hard to argue.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, Wait, so that's...
1: wouldn't he
0: have to be pinned if he were in the G1? Uh,
2: technically because he, he didn't he, win it he, yeah right yeah so yeah <laughs> so he was pinned. he must have i mean yeah. he got counted out by yano that's so. true that's but true he didn't submit so yeah he had to get pinned i don't remember who pinned him um but yeah that is our uh that's our top 25
0: well pwi is top 20
2: well yeah that's not our top 25 obviously at the end of the year <laughs> we'll probably do that or something um so yeah uh, that's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's all we have to say. Is there anybody who you're really surprised besides Adam Page isn't on this? Uh, uh probably Yoshiashi.
1: Oh my God, stop I it. I
2: think is the one that I would be shocked at. Or Jay White. for New Japan I can't investors.
1: really, you know, like, there's nobody from those companies I'm
2: surprised about because I haven't been watching long enough. Yeah.
1: Uh, AEW, I think is right on fair except for Hangman.
0: Yeah, I can see why Jay White isn't on it because I know in the past he's called it trash.
1: So. I think I think it's pretty good.
2: <laughs> Aside from Kofi, to I be think fair though, good. Jay White's a heel, so like I don't. Yeah, of, Jay White's very like is a very specific personality. Um, so yeah. Uh, all right, that's the top twenty-five. Uh, yeah. Uh, and oh, who, uh,
1: apparently it was uh Jay J White pinned him. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. That
2: makes sense. All right, <laughs> and juice. Um. Was.
1: Yeah, I think they both pinned him.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Juice pinned him because that's how they got to the rematch, and then Moxley had to vacate the title because he couldn't make it over for the rematch because of mm-hmm. uh, the big storm in Tokyo and Japan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Now. So
1: now we know. Those are like the people that have pinned him, basically, and that's it, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. All right uh yeah so that's that uh, again at the end of the year maybe we'll come back and do our own 25 for the actual calendar year of oh god we're gonna hate each other so much maybe but it could, again we do plan on doing our own like award show type thing of like yeah. doing because we like, did, we the, did mid, the yeah we did the mid-year year, thing so. which uh so if you haven't checked that out check that out from uh back in june right yeah yeah, yeah check so that, that was out a good episode uh that was a fun little time so we'll probably do or i don't think we probably will. i think we will do the same thing at the end of the year um mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is AEW. Uh, this is our AEW show, so we should probably talk about AEW. It is mm-hmm. uh, twenty-five minutes into the episode, pretty much. I uh, I want to, I want to address
1: the, uh, you know, the Deep Six universe and say that I'm ashamed of my friends here because they weren't even a little bit concerned that I was possessed by the AT&T oh, AT and T demon. you explain? I don't even know what that the means. Show? I mean, you all. You saw the, a picture of the at and demon. So I have direct TV and I guess there was a storm rolling through my area and my satellite cut out for about 20 minutes of the broadcast. Oof. And part of this part of this 20 minutes, there was this subhuman creature on my screen, <laughs> which I have dubbed the AT&T demon. It was absolutely terrifying. It took over my soul. I think and that's, not, even, that's and what I That man. it was gonna take my place on the podcast tonight, but thankfully that is not the case. And I am here. I'm but
2: sure, I'm pretty sure I'm naming the episode the AT&T Demon. Please do. I got you. Uh, What was that offer?
1: It, it it gave out a really good offer though. Oh it I don't know. You, uh, you can pre-order the uh what is it? Uh you can pre order the iPhone 12 pro max xs super gt early if you subscribe to the deep six podcast <laughs> so and apparently oh. that phone is literally made of only cameras because i, I like guess it. that's uh, what iphone is planning so like good it. for apple uh yeah maybe that might be an at&t exclusive though so
2: uh beware the at&t demon yeah uh so you can choose between at&t or you can choose between Verizon. You can get your uh, your Avengers Verizon skins for Marvel's Avengers game. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that would probably G- make the AT&T demon pretty un- unhappy. So, uh... <laughs> I think so, too. Um, all right, so let's get started with <laughs> W tonight. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the first thing to note is obviously there were fans in attendance for tonight. Uh, they said, uh, Tony tweeted, he said it was a total of, I think, 500 tickets were sold. Um, and for the most part, everybody seemed to be pretty spaced out.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. I think they did a good
2: job. Uh, I think, yeah, for, mm-hmm. for as much controversy as I think this calls with some people, I think I, they did this the best way they could have possibly done. And anytime they cut to people for the most part, everybody had their masks on properly. There were a couple yeah. of people who like had it below their nose. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think they handled it pretty well. So hopefully but everything... they
1: did say that everybody was in groups of people they know. So at that's least true. like, that's. You know that's yeah a little better, and um, Joey did say it was the first one to say it. It was really nice to have real fans. Oh,
2: absolutely, back. this was <laughs> I. I honestly, this isn't even meant to be a dig at WWE. I guarantee you, they wanted to be the first people back for fans just to have oh, that moment. Oh, definitely. I think of every course. wrestling company wanted this, oh, and obviously New yeah, Japan that's was not a the dig first. At all, that's... But... Because if you imagine, like, SummerSlam with, like, even 500 fans compared yeah. to what SummerSlam was, I didn't watch the show, but I guarantee you it would have oh, felt yeah. a lot different. And it was a
1: great show, but, yeah, I think it would have made it that much better.
2: Absolutely. And you
1: know what? As someone who hasn't been very critical of the Thunderdome, I mean, obviously they've had their issues since <laughs> oh, SummerSlam. God. But I thought SummerSlam, it was done well. There weren't, it didn't seem to be any major issues on there. Yeah, it was just... I, saw, I think I saw, like mario or pikachu or so. i saw pikachu huh. but that was like the worst thing i saw during SummerSlam. so you know yeah uh it seems like they're working on fixing it and hopefully it one one can do? Hope, hopefully they do because it you know
2: obviously. monday monday got real bad yeah we didn't talk yeah. about news but it is in case you're wondering what we're vaguely referred to on the thunderdome uh On Raw, there was some uh, questionable imagery put up by people. Yeah. Several times. Chris Benoit. uh, uh, A a beheading, a KKK rally, (laughs) and uh yeah.
1: So Yeah, so if you are on a Thunderdome, don't do this. Yeah, don't win stuff for other people. Like why do you gotta be like that? What are you gaining
2: from this? Agreed. Um but yeah. So, uh, obviously, the, the big first thing we have here is Chris Jericho comes out to join commentary, and after his music shuts off, you can hear the crowd singing along to Judas.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think oh, everybody missed this. It I was a really this, good moment. And there's a, a picture of Jericho online of him, like, he, he, he's obviously emotionally moved by it. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty cool uh yeah so uh a very nice start to the show and this brought us into our first match of the night which is our 14 gauntlet match for the title shot uh at all out Mm -hmm. so it was the young bucks versus the natural nightmares to kick it off uh for those i'm assuming you guys saw but matt jackson has shaved a bit yeah Um, he looks he looks he looks younger yeah uh so yeah uh worth noting um, and Allie was ringside with QT and QT Dustin. Marshall, QT Marshall. Yes, he shall. Oh my God. Also, I just want to take a moment to say Ryan's not on the podcast tonight, but I know he wants me to mention it. Chris Jericho on commentary, at least for like the first hour of this show was, was phenomenal. This was this man had to either be drunk or just like (laughs) I think I was probably just thrown off from having fans back. Yeah, maybe I have no idea. This he was all over the he was all over the place, but I loved it. I just yeah, it was (laughs) it was like it was funny to laugh at. Like it wasn't like Jr. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like yeah, Jericho was not on his A game tonight. No, (laughs) definitely not. Um, did he officially uh? or is he going to mention this on his own? I think he said he's going to uh I don't I think he said he's going to wait to give it out cuz he okay. said Kevin Kelly might say something on New Japan Strong. Fair, so I think fair. Saturday for Jingu he might give us it officially. Yeah. We're all together. Um so yeah. Uh but as of now it seems like Chris Jericho is in the lead contention. Although I think he said Jim Ross was giving him a run for his well, money. Jingu's going to have the commentary, correct? Yeah, Jingu. Per- yeah, is personally,
1: have. I would give it to Jim Ross, but that's just me the hamburger comment <laughs> because at least J at least Jericho is doing this was what he said at least was in heel character whereas Jim Ross is just saying things that don't make sense so that is that is true that would be my argument but whatever Jericho's was a little wacky too so yeah it's all good
2: um so the young bucks did pick up the win here as i think everybody expected yeah 100 um And, uh, up next, the best friends came out for their spot against the Jackson brothers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, this was, this was a very fun little back and forth between the two of them. I don't think these two are, these two teams are capable of having bad matches against each other. And
1: the big thing here, probably the biggest development in a, I don't know, of the night, maybe it was pretty big.
2: Um, Uh. Yeah, I'd
1: probably say that. a lot of a lot on. of
2: decent a lot of decently big stuff happened tonight. Yeah, this was a big dynamite episode, yeah. to be fair. They did the right thing. They made this a big show. Yeah. Um, but Weird. so basically the Bucks are going for the Meltzer driver and from literally out of nowhere, as they're going for it, like I didn't even nobody saw him. I didn't see him Yeah. Uh so really good camera work on their part. Uh Nick's going to like do the flip for the Meltzer driver. And Hangman Page is out there, like, hiding his head, like, lowering it down to, like, not make eye contact, and he's holding his leg, preventing him yeah. from doing the move, mm-hmm. and Matt gets rolled up. One, two, three. The Young Bucks are eliminated.
1: Yep. I think this I, is very smart.
2: It saves uh, FDR and
1: absolutely uh, mm-hmm. Young Bucks for an actual pay-per-view or a big show, so 100%. at least it doesn't
2: waste that matchup. Uh, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And when Ryan, when me and Ryan were watching, he said, oh, I assume the final two are going to be the bucks and FTR. And I said, no, I think it's going to be best friends in FTR. So I am glad I got it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um,
2: that's what it was. Um, that's what it was. It was FTR versus best friends. I don't really have much to say about their part. Uh, there was picture in picture for them. They I believe. well rested FTR. Yeah. Um, yeah. FTR came out and he they basically, a huge for the most part, they just decimated the best friends. Yeah. Um, and they tapped him out with a figure four.
1: I mean, it's understandable. You know, best friends had like a pretty long
2: match against yeah, against uh, mm-hmm. the Bucks, young Bucks. It didn't hurt them in any way. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Uh,
1: uh, so yeah, this our...
2: was a hell of an opener. Yeah, yeah this was I a great way to start the show. Again, AEW's tag matches typically very rarely disappoint. Obviously, there was that one ten man tag with like the Inner Circle versus the Best Friends and Jurassic Express that was kind of messy, um, mm-hmm. but uh their their tag matches for the most part typically deliver and this did uh and we obviously get the big news we get the big storyline development page but then we also get the ftr win which solidifies the fact that we're getting ftr versus omega and page at all out which mm-hmm. should be goddamn phenomenal Oof, yeah mm. this is this is gonna raise a lot of questions i there? do
1: not like ftr's theme song at all
2: um <laughs> it's not say yeah uh
1: I mean, I didn't really like that either,
2: but this oh, is definitely well. worse. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. It fits them though. Like, it sounds yeah, like music I, guess. I listen
1: to. I just don't like it.
2: Um, it's not music I would drive around listening to.
0: <laughs> I'll say that. But yeah, this take this uh, raises a lot of questions for all out. Like, does you know, Hangman Page take a dive
2: here and help FTR? <laughs> I, I don't like, think that's out. I don't think Omega? that's gonna happen. I think something's gonna happen on this next show. Um, okay. Next week, we'll probably we'll get we'll get to it later because we still have another segment. With I think yeah, I think next week uh, Omega will address
0: what happened.
2: I think yeah, I think that there's definitely gonna have to be something with Omega and Paige next week. Yeah, because um, Omega was not on the show at all. Yeah, um, oh, that's true. Um, So, I think he'll probably have something to say next week. So, we'll see. Again, they've been doing a great job with this Hangman Page Mm storyline. And, like, it looks like Page is going to turn heel. I don't think there's a chance in hell Page turns heel. But then it looks like Omega's turning heel. So, it's like it's really keeping you on your toes. Yeah.
1: And I think... I 100% think it's going to be Omega, though.
2: Yeah, I think Omega turns heel. I think that they know that Page is really connected with the fans and they don't want to turn him. Yeah, which is Um, smart. Yeah, he should definitely stay face, and Omega's a, like got tier heel already uh, for anybody who's seen him in New Japan. So uh, I'm all for it. Uh, but also, the match at all out should be great. I don't think it's mm-hmm. gonna. I don't think it's gonna reach the levels that the Bucks and Omega and Page had, just because there was like some actual like big storylines that they were mm-hmm. working with there, um, yeah. and emotional weight behind that all. But I, I do. I I mean, this does have that too. With again, we've all grown to love mm-hmm. Omega and Pages as a tag team, and it looks like they're on the verge of splitting up. So we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, after this, we have a Darby Allen promo or not promo, a video package basically, uh, where it's him skateboarding around with a Ricky Starks mask on, and then he climbs up a bridge and jumps yeah. off the bridge. It's just doing crazy shit again. Is Darby I Allen? Being don't remember now. this at all. I guess I don't know what happened. Oh, that... <laughs> yeah, he just jumped off the top of a bridge. Yeah. Um, and then after this, Lance Archer versus Sean Maluda from uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. If anybody remembers him, uh, nope, mm-hmm. I remembered him. Uh, he died here. Yeah, he's dead. And then we yeah. went to commercial break. Oh, the person, the uh, person, uh,
0: at ringside before the match also died. Um, oh, as yeah. Jericho called him, the young boys.
2: Yeah, I yeah. don't remember who it was. Hmm. No no lion? yeah, it was a young lion. Uh basically. So we go to commercial break and then we come back and Jake's on the mic and we got an announcement here that we're getting the casino battle royale at mm-hmm. all out again. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one people. And the first two entrants we have are Lance Archer and uh Darby Allen. <clears throat> yeah, this thing and is gearing up to be stacked. Yeah, and then Jake was kind of just hyping him up uh about how, you know, like Lance can take out twenty men and he made some type of metaphor for like the battle Royal being a wood chipper with Lance Archer mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, the yeah. wood chipper spitting out confetti. And then we had some weird music play. I had no idea who this was. I thought it, we were getting like a debut or something here. Uh, and then Brian Cage, Ricky Starks and Taz come out. And uh, what are the assumption we came to is that this is the new team Taz theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taz now does have a team Taz hat. Uh, so who knows? Maybe we're in some team Taz merchandise. Maybe they're branding themselves uh jake did refer to them as the flintstones uh so you know for all of you boomers out there who love the flintstones yeah yeah jake yeah. Roberts knows what you he like he's, <laughs> he he's he's gunning for that 50 plus demo yes um, sir he, but, but um <laughs> yeah brian cage and uh, lance archer might so there, be okay a well there's, there's a lot of stuff here that you can look at because you can like pretty much all of these matchups are things i want to see like uh Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, Darby Allen, Brian Cage, Lance Archer and Brian Cage. Uh I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Lance Archer kill uh Ricky Starks as well. Mm-hmm. You could do a tag match where it's Lance Archer and Darby Allen versus uh Ricky and Brian. I think uh Ricky
0: not Ricky, uh Lance Archer and Brian Cage are going to meet in the uh Battle Royale at some point. And I think uh I don't know, they might they could cost each
1: other. I think I can, that's a
0: possibility. You know what yeah, I, mean? I like, think actually, um, I
1: think it'll be uh, Archer and Cage as the finals. No, I think those two are going to end up costing
2: each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I would
1: that. Imagine that match. I'd like to see that.
2: I again, like I said, two I would like to see all these matches big, with these guys. meaty men slapping. Mm-hmm. And we do. We'll, we do it. know that we have a couple other meaty men in this uh, casino mm-hmm. battle royal later. Uh, so they are shaping up this battle royal quite quickly. Um, yeah. but yeah, so we, and Darby Allen did eventually come down here. One of those men is particularly Starks. meaty because that is his profession. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Uh, but Darby Allen did come out. He like skateboarded down from like outside the arena and like slid right in the ring. <laughs> Very smooth stuff from Darby. Yep. Uh, and just went after, uh, Ricky Starks. He kicked him out of his shoes. That yeah. Was no great. Cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I gotta say Ricky Starks is a hell of a seller.
2: Absolutely. Like, he's really
0: got that down.
2: Uh, Ricky Starks, I'm all in on this guy. He, this is so good. Um, and then after this, we uh, we do go backstage, and we have MJF, and he has all of his group with him. He's in a <laughs> neck brace. He has his walker. Uh, and then he and starts- Lee making, Johnson again. Yeah, he gets into it with Lee Johnson. Uh, and then they start walking, and they cut to a short video package hyping up Thunder Rosa um, and uh, her Carter sheet match. Yeah, a little contract signing. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. I next mean, that dude. would have been cool to see on the show, but like at the same time, I don't know if this crowd would have reacted to Thunder Rosa since she hasn't really been on TV. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: this is where my feed cut out,
2: right when oh. it started. Oh, yeah. So you I said missed that she like the stuck. next 20 minutes or so. Oh, so did you get to see the contract signing at all?
1: I did, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I cut in like somewhere probably a, a minute or two into the contract signing. I don't know. Okay. Gotcha. Um, was that what happened directly after this package,
2: the contract signing? Yeah,
1: yeah. So mm-hmm. what did I miss in that twenty minutes then? Uh, That's Well, how, how much
2: of the contract signing did you see? Because the contract signing was kind of long. Uh, probably a good five to ten minutes at least. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was that was all you missed was that video, the video package, and that was basically okay. it. Because MJF came out and then Moxley eventually came out. Um, but MJF came out, he had his full group with him, and he did have his attorney from last week, the, the guy with the really good mic Which skills. Which is
1: Smart Mark Sterling.
2: Yep, there so, you go. Uh,
1: he is—he uh, has done a fantastic job. That They need to sign this man
2: if I, they have not already. I agree. He's great. He is phenomenal. Well, um, you'll be able to see what he's about next week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and so Moxley comes out and this is pretty notable. Literally, like they were hyping up like they promoted the PWI uh, 500. Like they they showed Moxley was number one and they put like the little thing like showing the magazine at the bottom of the screen. So nice shout out for PWI. Uh, not that I don't think Not they that they need it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in wrestling knows that. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, anyway, uh, they, they again. So the whole contract signing was further match it all out for the world title, but it's also to ban the paradigm shift. Um, and this is again, this is just Moxley and MJF going back and forth on the mic, and occasionally Smart Mark also hopping in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was references from MJF uh, saying that um, Moxley idolized uh, idolized Sandman, New Jack, Zandig, and Onita. Uh, and he referred to them all as hot garbage, whereas he he was a pure a pure blood and uh, you know idolized Buddy Rogers, Tully Blanchard. I think the the Tully Blanchard thing was very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because we still don't know who, yeah. who's going to be in this Horseman group, and I think MJF is somebody who you could look as a possible candidate. Oh, I absolutely. think he could. I think he's better off uh, I with his own little alone. group, though. I yeah. I love what's been going on last Agreed. month or two. But I think this is just them. The fact that he ended on Tully Blanchard's name there yeah. definitely is meant. It's to It's definitely like, a draw good red
1: herring. Like
2: absolutely. You know. uh, there again, they're, the build to this group eventually debuting and forming is being done very well. Um, and so I hope yeah, it never happened yeah, I, I mean, it's it's all it's possible. Uh, and so yeah, Moxley does eventually sign the contract. Uh, MJF made a reference to. Uh, moxley's hot little
1: wife Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and
2: uh the big thing here is that moxley signs and mjf and smart mark like freak out calling him stupid you don't know what you just did and then moxley says you know you should see what i added on page 17 and they're like there's only 16 pages and they look and a page 17 has been added and moxley says you're a lawyer you should know to read before you sign and uh so what he did add is that while the paradigm shifts banned, next week, he will go one-on-one in a tune-up match against smart Mark. Uh, and the paradigm shift will be legal. Yeah. And if smart
1: Mark does not show up, then MJF does not
2: get his title shot at all. Out. Yes, sir. So next yep. week we get to watch this man be murdered by Moxley. <laughs> uh, it should be great. This yeah. should be a wonderful. And match. then he'll probably get like a matching uh, neck brace. I honestly, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Um. So, yeah, uh big fan of this moxley and mjf can really do no wrong uh two of the best on the mic so absolutely uh Uh, yeah i don't think
1: i really missed much of this i heard pretty much all of what you said so yeah i guess my power just i I don't know because like my my show ended a few minutes after yours but only like maybe three or four minutes so it's not like i was that i don't know who who knows yeah maybe there was some other weird phantom segment
2: maybe um, AT&T
1: demon who knows
2: AT&T demon baby uh after this there was a short promo from Santana and Ortiz basically just continuing to build up their feud with best friends uh and then we got an Eddie Kingston promo uh as we were heading into a big eight-man tag here and he said that oh these is...
1: are the things I must have missed because I didn't see either of those
2: Oh, okay. I don't know how. There you go. So he said that the group he's with is not a faction. It's just that these are his people from back in the day before AEW. Doesn't like what he's seeing. Uh, And it's about championships, and that's where he's going to lead them. And so we got Brian Pillman, Griff Garrison, Joey Janela, and Sonny Kiss versus uh, versus the Butcher and the Blade. And the Lucha Brothers with, obviously, Eddie Kingston in their corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say, Griff Garrison really fits in here. He's like, I didn't realize how big of a guy he was. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, wasn't, uh, uh,
1: that wasn't Jungle Boy? Oh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, and he's not that.
0: He's he's pretty good in the ring. He's not. Yeah, I like yeah, him. Yeah, he had I, high I
2: energy, and agree. I thought he did very well in this And match. I like Pillman Jr. I'm cool. Honestly, if they sign Pillman Jr. and Garrison and make them a tag team, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah? More, like, sure, why not? They're They're both really young guys as well. Um, and they got good looks, so I'm for it. Uh, the big thing here is obviously the Butcher and the Blade and Lucha Brothers win here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so post match, Eddie Kingston comes in the ring and he basically just demands that the referee, you know, actually raises all of their hands. He calls or he shouts at like the losing team to get out of here and then gets on the mic and he says, The pay per view's coming up. And he looks at all of them and says all five of us are going to be in the Battle Royal and one of them is winning. So the Butcher, the Blade, Phoenix, uh, Pentagon and Eddie Kingston are all in the Casino Battle Royale mm-hmm. and they're all aligned together. So that's definitely going to be a big story here uh, is that you have all these five guys teaming up together. Uh,
1: apparently, Pentagon is no longer Pentagon Junior. He's like Penta L0M
2: or something. Uh, yeah, he. so after, that's awful. Okay, well, to be fair, he's been going as that for a while.
1: Uh, Terrible. Since, <laughs> Just be Penta or something. Just be Pentagon. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Ever since he left Lucha Underground. Or Pentagon Zero. Because Lucha Underground, I believe, owned the copyrights to Pentagon Jr., and so he had to change his name. I don't know why he changed it to that. Don't Don't worry. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, uh. it is,
2: yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs>
1: think any of those five men are going to win. So, um, I
2: think. See, well, this no, is all going to come down no, to predictions no, next no,
1: week. No, 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 am
2: I'm, If I'm going, right I think now, your theory is way off. I don't necessarily think do. it is off.
1: And if it is, I don't think it's a title match. I don't know that Eddie Kingston does not scream world champion to me. I don't in a mainstream gonna, company. I
2: don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's beating. Yeah, him, he, doesn't in my mean, scenario, he doesn't I don't know. Maybe
1: I just haven't seen enough of him. I just I'm. Don't see him I'm that, for like, it because at all the unsanctioned part what, what, but, like why up. would they have a world title match that's unsanctioned that is also a good point Rob but don't don't bring it up no I do don't and bring, that's why I say if it happens it it's going to be a non it'll be after I mean, why can't a world title match
2: be unsanctioned
1: because it's supposed to ha- It's it defeats the purpose of being a title match Unsanctioned matches are fight.
2: easily. Yeah, they could just make it a street fight or something. The yeah. only reason I said unsanctioned was because last year full gear the main event was an unsanctioned match. But theoretically yeah. they could just make it Unsanctioned street fight. Or street fight. Or it doesn't really it's, it's really, really the matter. same old shit. Either way, my, my thing is I don't again, we're gonna make our official all out predictions next week, so I'll see how next Dynamite goes. But if I'm yeah. going right now, this is also pure fantasy booking. Eddie Kingston wins the battle royal, John Moxley retains, they face each other at full gear. Um so we'll see. Again, we still don't know who else is in this. Uh, there's 21 people, so there could be some surprises. I already told you I'm picking. I'm picking <laughs> Yeah, the And guys a to win. Yeah. And again, there could also be surprises in this too. Uh, yeah. You know, there is still the wild card of uh, Rusev slash Miro. You know, he said he's retired, but he's also been a troll on social media for like his entire. Rusev oh, I don't career. believe that for a second. So I could totally see him eventually showing up in AEW. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. All right, now we go to, as I referred to it in our group chat several times, the segment of the year. I was... Okay, That's I, I think that's a little dramatic. It was I fun. I was but... dying. We had the Dark Order celebration for Brody Lee. We have... Uh, who all comes out at first? It's <laughs> So Evil Uno comes out with a mic, and the mic's not working at first. Brilliant. Already off mm-hmm. to a great start. Uh, JR calls him Evil Ono. Well, I'm telling you, they're setting up a big swirl no, All Out. No. The lights are going out during this tag match, and another Evil Uno is going to appear, a bigger one, and it's going to be <laughs> Cassius Soto. Yeah. Yep. Jim Ross is just in the know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Evil Uno comes out, and then the rest of the Dark Order guys come out as doing the t- the Dancing Ball Bears meme. If anybody's seen this video, Uh, I don't don't
1: think I, I don't know what that So is. I'll send
2: send it to you after we finish the podcast. I I don't know.
1: Um, I guess maybe that's part of why I didn't think this was segment of the year because I didn't catch that joke. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the boomer of the week. Who knows?
2: Uh, But so they come out carrying the casket and they're all dancing and happy (laughs) and uh, they're celebrating. Uh, They point out that they, with the, the, basically (laughs) There's a follow up to being the elite, where they got the Chili's money uh, for their Chili's endorsement. Since the Dark, the Elite has always <laughs> wanted the Chili's endorsement, but the Dark Order stole it after Cody uh, lost. Right. And uh, they said that they were buying fancy things, they bought a car, and Mr. Brodie Lee bought six lawnmowers, despite not having a yard, or like a front yard or <laughs> lawn mm-hmm, at his mm-hmm. house. And so that's what he spent his money on after winning the championship, was six riding lawnmowers, and sure enough, they had six riding lawnmowers in the arena tonight to show off.
1: Oh, I only saw one of them. I don't know.
2: Uh, they had two on stage, and then they had four out in the crowd.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I did I see s- a car.
2: Yes, and the car mm-hmm. I believe was in reference to uh, Grayson said he bought a car in the Beanie Elite segment. Yes, so I believe that was supposed to be his car. Uh, and so they say that they're here tonight to say goodbye to Cody. And they ask where he is. And they put the casket down. Uh, I believe the casket was already down before this. I don't think they were standing there with it. Anyway, they open the casket and there's a there's a body inside. And I was confused about who this was at first because I didn't count people when they came out. And Cody's like jackets on him. And then Preston, uh, number 10, like sits up like Undertaker style and starts flexing his muscles, which is also a follow up from being elite when he said he bought uh, a bunch of guns and then he started flexing it, Brody, <laughs> the gun show. Uh, so a minor thing there. And then he laugh. got the he got the uh, tattoo
0: on his neck. Oh, and he got Cody's yes, that was such neck. a
2: good little addition there that he had like the Cody tattoo on his neck. Uh, brilliant stuff. And so they uh, they throw the jacket in the casket and then they have a giant nightmare family flag on it and they uh, drape it over the casket. Like, you know, you would like an American flag for like a soldier and Brody Lee comes out. Uh, in a new suit as well. He's not in his typical like dark suit. It's like a like a pinstripe yes, suit, light like, colors. Anna J comes out. She's got like fancy earrings on and stuff, and she's behind him. She has some, you can clearly see she has a folder in her hand, mm-hmm. and I was very confused by the end of the segment why that didn't come into play, but it did come into play later. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I noticed that like because because there was a camera shot with her behind Brody, and I saw she had something. I was like, what is it? Uh, but so he comes <laughs> so. Uh, Brody comes out and he like starts like shaking hands and hugs with the high high five, high fives. Uh, I believe he skips Uno and he also just ignores, uh, John Silver, obviously, Mm -hmm. despite John Silver really wanting one. He Uh, tried and like completely missed. Of course he did. Uh, and then he went over to Tony Schiavone, uh, and he grabbed Schiavone and got Schiavone to come over for the interview. Uh, and (laughs) I, again, Say what you want about the Dark Order and what they were last year. The transition for this group has been nothing short of phenomenal. They oh, yeah. A team that nobody really cared that. about to being like this huge thing with Brody Lee. Uh, I, this is honestly, it's great to see. Um, <laughs> and so, Tony. That's says, why I like
1: to give things time before I judge them in wrestling. Yeah. Look at the New Day. Look at the Dark Order. Two look great at, examples.
2: Look at, um, look at, uh, Bruce look at Mojo Rawley. Hey, me and Pat were always, I on yeah, the New I, days. Page. That is true, literally, because I remember watching the SmackDown episode where New Day be- debuted, and we while it together, wasn't like my we favorite were together team together at that point. Yeah, well, it wasn't my always, favorite team. I always thought they had potential. I,
1: well, it was just Ryan then. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I don't think Sam liked it either.
1: Oh yeah, well, Sam um, doesn't like anything.
2: Yeah, that's true. Sam doesn't even like, uh, like warm pickle juice yeah i know right
1: um that's exactly what i was talking yeah right
2: we all love warm pickle juice don't we? which reminds me i have to start uh picking up food for that's true i can't Um, i don't know you'll you'll figure it out anyway uh tony says that he can't see anybody taking the title from brody lee uh and lee references last december when he was at home in prison and uh referencing him sitting at home on his contract in wwe not being used obviously um, he he says the open challenge is over no more TV time for indie wrestlers uh, <laughs> and Cody will never get the title back and the Dark Order just start jumping around like nerds chanting you deserve it <laughs> um, uh, again fantastic uh, mm. and then he cuts them off and yells at them and he introduces Anna Jay uh, she's number 99 the grey one and the Queen Slayer um, since she did choke out Brandy uh, and so it does seem like Anna is now going to be a bigger part of the Dark Order, which is good, because obviously she joined a while back and was kind of just not there. Uh, So it's good to see that they're using her more. Mm -hmm. And she would, like, deny being part of... That's true. And uh, we will, again, we'll get back to her later on. Anyway, John Silver grabs the mic and starts shouting out how he's been celebrating since Sunday. And he (laughs) wants to tell Brody Lee that he's the man. And Brody just knocks him out with a punch. I was so glad that John Silver got to do stuff tonight. This guy is hilarious. On Being the Elite, this is is my favorite person on Being the Elite right now. Him and Alex Reynolds are phenomenal. Um, uh, The only thing that they could have added here was having Reynolds come out with the Kool-Aid. But, oh well. Uh, obviously, they probably couldn't do that for, you know, uh, branding issues. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the midst of this, the Natural Nightmares come out and there's a big brawl here. Scorpio Sky runs out. And then finally, Matt Cardona comes through after Brody takes uh, Colt Cabana and Anna Jay up the ramp and to the back. And they send off the Dark Order, and then Brody comes back out and stands in front of the Dark Order and looks tall against them. He just, like, holds up the title. Uh, and so this is kind of a setup. I, this isn't exactly what I was assuming they were going to do. I thought this was a setup for next week, but it is the setup for All Out. Um, but we'll get to that when... We'll get to that at the end of the show when we announce the uh, matches for next week. Um, and so then we had a backstage segment with Hangman Page. Dasha was backstage in a bar with him. And, uh like she asked him about why he did what he did and then like before he can even answer the young bucks come in and they basically just kick him out of the elite which was uh this is a big development here yeah they they actually got a pretty emotional promo
1: probably the best mic work i've seen from them so far
2: uh yeah i'd probably say that as well at least in aew yeah i would say yeah i mean i
1: haven't really seen anything of theirs except for aew so yeah
2: true Um, but so they say he's out of the elite and then they leave, they slam the door behind them. And this is a really nice touch here. The, there's like a mirror on the door and the glass is shattered and like the camera turns and you see page with like page's face in the shattered mirror. Mm. Really good stuff. I like that. Um, so big fan of all this and extremely interested in where they're going. Uh, and then we go to the ring for a three on one handicap match. I mean, it was basically a two on one. Britain wasn't wrestling. But uh, Britt does say that if Big uh, Big Swole can beat her team tonight, she'll pick the stipulation for their match. And so it's Britt Baker, Penelope Ford, and Rebel slash Reba versus Big Swole. I have nothing to say here. Big Swole won. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, this makes sense. She's going to beat this team of
1: Yeah, I think they're (laughs) lacking.
2: Yeah, uh, Penelope Ford's in...
0: uh rebel's lack of chemistry really cost them the match here also yeah. the
2: fact that rebel doesn't wrestle really like obviously she's yeah. a wrestler but the she fact did a moonsault she, she yeah did, again she like is a nice wrestler in real salt. life but like she's not used as a wrestler yeah, 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 yeah. uh and so, so i wonder what the stipulation will be yeah i don't know uh maybe they'll do a no DQ. i hope or... it's an arm wrestling contest or a tug of war oh please uh, after this, the Dark Order comes back out. Like commentary's talking about the All Out card, and they stop and they're like, "Something's going on at ringside." And I believe Uno and Grayson are out, and um, Anna jay's out with them as well. Mm-hmm. And she has the folder that the mystery folder from before. And I uh, noted to Ryan uh, at the beginning of the show when they were like showing crowd shots. I was like, "Oh, hey, Tay Conti's in the crowd," because uh, they like panned over and like Eva and Diamante, and then Tay Conti was a couple people down. And so I was like, oh, you know, they're probably, like, signing her or she's going to get used for Dark. And sure enough, uh, she gets recruited into the Dark Order here. Uh, yeah. So, I, again, if you if anybody follows Anna Jay or Take Conti on, like, Twitter or, or Instagram, they've both been posting a lot of stuff together. Apparently they've hit it off as friends. And
1: since uh, they teaming were up since teaming up yeah. in the
2: tournament. And they were they were probably my favorite team in the tournament. They looked really good together. Uh, so I'm all for this pairing. Um So, yeah, Tay Conti seems to be joining the Dark Order. They get another female member, and their ranks continue to grow. Uh, And if Tay is joining the AEW Women's Division, I think that's a really solid signing for them. So, uh, good stuff. All right. uh, Then we get our main event here, which is Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, and this has to be one of the world's shortest table matches.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. There there was a picture-in-picture, a part picture-in-picture commercial, you know, a Sammy special. Where he just does the the sign thing. Yep. And then, about uh maybe a minute into the match, there was another picture-in-picture commercial. Yeah. So uh, I guess I think, they needed to make up time.
2: Yeah, I think the thing the the things that really needed to help make up time was obviously you had the gauntlet match in the beginning of the show, and then you had two long promo segments. Mm-hmm. Um. So those are what I yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, thought. I I get it. It's just. Was yeah, jarring. no, it was it was it was very jarring. I was, yeah, I, I guess it's I guess it was hard, hard so fun. When I, you I have thought to it served its purpose. So. A TV network. Like he, Again, this also didn't need to be a long match. This didn't yeah. need to be like ten yeah. minutes. I mean, stuff. It was it was short and violent. Oh, this, was this was got real violent. <laughs> yeah. Sammy got cut open badly here. Mm-hmm. So uh mm-hmm. uh yeah, again, this was just a violent mess. There was broken tables everywhere. Uh Sammy got busted open on the side of his head, like a really deep-looking cut. Uh, Mac got a giant table that said deleted on it, like a spray paint job and he put it over a chair. Oh, he hit like a gnarly, like twist of fate with like a chair oh, yeah. wrapped around Sammy's head. That like made me cringe real quick. And then mm-hmm. he put the chair underneath the table and was going to go for, I'm assuming a swanton dive or something. A leg and... drop probably. Oh, leg drop, yeah, or, elbow drop. Maybe. or maybe like a 450 reverse uh, yeah. spiral nope. tap. Nope. Um, yes and so he like he stumbles on the like the turnbuckle sammy runs up and he hits him with a superplex through the table and chair sammy wins and like as sammy's like like the camera's like showing sammy on the ground you just see orange Cassidy like sprint out of the entrance tunnel at the at the top of the screen and like full speed and then the camera cuts and he just like tackles jericho through like the scrim behind uh the announce desk mm-hmm And Tony and Jim Ross are, like, frantically trying to get out of the way. (laughs) Like, what is going on? Basically. And so they basically brawl from, like, the uh, commentary area to the top of the stage. And then the referees come out and try to get them apart. Orange Cassidy hits a Superman punch. And then there's a bunch of forearms from each other, punches. And that's how the show ends. They go off the air in the middle of a brawl here, basically. Uh, they finished, they got all their stuff in right at the end uh, mm-hmm. and they got it all in without like, nothing got really cut off here. So props to them for getting that all in right at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So I thought this was a really good episode of dynamite. I enjoyed this thoroughly. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right agree. was it away from I would,
0: me. I would give it, um, I'd give it a thumbs up.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
2: agree. He, yeah. Um, so Yeah. Uh, big fan of this. I thought, and obviously the fans really helped. Uh, I think this was more good
1: because of it, uh, it wasn't like a, a great match heavy card. It was more of a good storyline development
2: show. Absolutely. And I think AEW's done a really good job with that sometimes. Yeah, I feel like sometimes they're any, really gearing any, for any it all t- Obviously, they sometimes have had not so great shows. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's going to happen. You know, you yeah. got 52 shows a year, it's,
1: uh, it's going to uh-huh. happen.
2: But on shows sometimes when they're lacking, like, match quality, they often do back it up with some big storyline developments. Yeah. Um, so uh, next week, though, for Dynamite, we do have a card. Uh, Moxley versus Mark Sterling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, if Mark doesn't show up, MJF loses his title match at All Out. Uh, Santana and Ortiz versus The Best Friends. Surprised there's no stipulation for that, though maybe they'll add that to All Out as well as, like, the kickoff match. Uh, Chris Jericho is getting a 2 up match, and he's facing off against Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, interesting. This uh, I don't this, expect this. I don't expect that to be a competitive match, but also Orange Cassidy could come out for some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a very weird stipulation match: Private Party and SCU uh, versus the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, and the winners of the match face each other at all out. So yeah. whichever team wins, those two teams face each other. My assumption is Young Bucks and Jurassic Express win.
1: Yeah, I yeah,
0: think so. I'm, I'm um, for that. They are pretty good chemistry. And they so, yeah. yeah,
1: they've had a couple of matches. They have some history,
2: so um and then as for all out, we do have uh our matches uh that we can go over. Moxley versus MJF for the World Championship with the Paradigm Shift band. Uh Shida versus NWA World uh, sorry, NWA World Women's Champion uh Thunder Rosa, uh Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus uh FTR for the AEW World Championship or World Tag Team Championship. Sorry. Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match. (laughs) Uh, The 21-man battle, or 20-man, oh, oh, I can't speak. 21-man Casino Battle Royale. Darby Allin, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, The Blade, The Butcher, Phoenix, and Pentagon, as well as everybody else who's going to be in it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big Swole versus Britt Baker in a stipulation that has not been chosen yet, but Big Swole gets to choose it. Uh, The winners of that uh, eight-man facing off against each other. And the other match we have is Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, Matt Cardona, and Scorpio Sky. Uh, So that is our all-out card so far. Um, I don't know if anything else is going to get added. I I can't imagine. Uh, Yeah,
1: shaping up to be a great show, I think. Yeah. Uh,
2: Mm -hmm. The only other thing I can see them maybe potentially adding is Diamante and Evil East versus, like, Anna Jay and Tay Conti, maybe. Um, i uh
1: they could, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah,
2: that uh, that uh, that could be a kickoff match as well. Um so yeah. we'll see. Uh, none of
1: those screams kick off. If anything, it would probably be the the private part, the the winners yeah. of that private party yes.
2: SCU Young Bucks Jurassic But
1: Games. I don't know, because if the Young Bucks are the team to win it, I that'd be surprising to see them. See on the them kickoff. On, I
2: agree. So and if that's the case then I think they would need a kickoff match and so uh 'cause yeah. they do typically have a kickoff match. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. So that's that. Uh, New Japan stuff, uh, King of Pro Wrestling happened, we'll get into that on our New Japan coverage this weekend, because tomorrow's New Japan Strong, and Saturday is the big stadium show for Summer Struggle, Uh, so some big stuff, but we'll get into that on that show when we have Ryan here, Um, so yeah, that's gonna do it for us, for AEW, thanks for joining us, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't, we're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, and TuneIn, follow us on Twitter, facebook youtube all of those links are in the episode description we would really appreciate it also mm-hmm. if you're on apple podcast give us a rating i don't care what you give us you can honestly give us a half a star rating as long as you're giving us a rating
1: mm, yeah
2: um but so yeah thanks for listening we'll be back and with... beware the at and demon <laughs> yes beware the at and demon That's we'll right. be back this weekend with new japan coverage and then next week with uh, Impact.
1: also uh probably a payback
2: Oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot that's on Sunday. Yeah, so we'll have New Japan Payback on Sunday, uh, and then Tuesday will be Impact, Wednesday will be Dynamite, because Dynamite's next Wednesday again. And then um, next Friday we will definitely have a New Japan show, because they're they're doing a two-week Fighting Spirit Unleashed show, and they announced some big stuff for that, um, including Kenta defending his briefcase. And then Next Saturday's all out, so we'll also have an all out show. Yes, sir. Uh, so busy, busy times continue. Uh, Indeed. But yeah. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll talk to you guys soon.